بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم ما بعد وعن ثوبان رضي الله تعالى عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من تكفل لي الا يسال الناس شيئا واتكفل له بالجنه فقلت انا فكان لا يسال احدا شيئا رواه ابو داود باسناد صحيح Thawban radiyallahu ta'ala anhu is the narrator that once Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam addressed the companions and said that who is there that will guarantee me that he will never ask anything from the people never stretch his hand out to anyone in exchange for that I, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, will become his guarantor of Jannah. From this initial part of the hadith, we can find the extreme virtue of one developing within oneself a very, very high level of what we call istighna'iyat, that is independence, independence of ghayrullah of any entity besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to undertake upon oneself that we will never stretch our hand out, never ask, never place any need, any requirement before the makhluk. We have the greatest means at our disposal and that is the means of dua, the means of asking from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam addresses the companions, Man takaffalali. In other words, who can guarantee me? Guarantee that for the rest of my life I will never ask any need from any makhluk, any, any entity besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And obviously, a person who can guarantee something like this, the iman is not of an ordinary level, it's of a very high level. So in exchange for this, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, I become his guarantor that Allah, that definitely he will enter into Jannah. Based on this hadith, the scholars state that one who does not ask from others, who does not beg, who does not stretch his hand out to anyone else besides Allah will be blessed with death on Iman. This is obviously a desire which everyone has to die on Iman. And should be part of the du'as which we make, ask from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us khatima bil khayr, to give us khatima on iman. So one nuskha, what we call nabawi nuskha, a prescription Rasulullah sallallahu is giving us for mort on iman. And what is that prescription? To undertake upon ourselves not to ask from anyone besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Ulamai Kiram say that this is a means by which one will be guaranteed with death, mort on iman and entry into Jannah. Mullah Ali Qari Rahmatullah says that if a person in his life had to ask, but ask out of necessity, circumstances were such, they conspired against him, he had no other alternative whatsoever, such a person is not excluded from entry into Jannah. But guaranteed, mort on Iman, guaranteed entry into Jannah, then my respected brothers, in the light of this hadith, we have to take upon ourselves to ask from no one but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhan radiallahu ta'ala, who is the narrator of the hadith, 
He says, when I heard these words, immediately I stood up and said, Ana Ya Rasulullah, I give you my guarantee that for the rest of my life I will never ask from anyone besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In exchange for this, Ya Rasulullah, you have promised that I will enter into Jannah. So it is mentioned about Subhan radiallahu ta'ala anhu, particularly that the Sahabi for the rest of his life was meticulous in this regard that he would never stretch his hand out never ask any need from anyone. When Abi Bishr Qabisa ibn al-Mukharik radiyallahu ta'ala anhu qal tahammaltu hamalatan fa'ataytu Rasulullahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as'aluhu fiha faqala aqim hatta ta'tina as-sadaqa fana'muru laka biha thumma qal ya Qabisa inna al-masalata la tahillu illa li ahadi thalathatin rajulun تحمل حمالة فحلت له المسألة حتى يصيبها ثم يمسك ورجل أصابته جائحة اجتاحت ماله فحلت له المسألة حتى يصيب قواما من عيش أو قال سدادا من عيش ورجل أصابته فاقة حتى يقول ثلاثة من ذوي الحجام قومه لقد أصابت فلانا فاقة فحلت له المسألة حتى يصيب قواما من عيش أو قال سدادا من عيش فما سواهن من المسألة يا قبيسة صحت يأكلها صاحبها صحتا رواه مسلم قبيسة ابن المخارك رضي الله تعالى عنه narrates that I took upon myself the responsibility of being a guarantor between disputing parties then I came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in this regard for some assistance. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told me to wait on one side until some charity could come. And he would instruct with a section of it to be distributed for me in order for me to discharge this responsibility that I had taken upon myself. In the interim, Whilst I was waiting, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam addressed me and said, O Qabisa, verily asking or begging is not permissible except for three people. Rajulun hamalatan, the first is that person who took upon himself to become a guarantor. For him, asking will be permissible until he is able to meet the requirements of that which he had taken upon himself and then he must stop. The second category of person for whom asking will be permissible is a person who is faced with financial difficulty with regards to some natural occurrence which destroyed his wealth. So it will be permissible for him also to ask. But the asking is limited to the point where he is able to acquire sufficient to support himself or Rasulullah said he is able to acquire sufficient to cover his needs. We find this in many, many ahadith where the narrator is not certain 
as to exactly what were the words that Rasulullah used. So we'll find in the hadith, O Qala. In other words, Allah's Rasul said it is permissible for him to ask, Hatta Yusiva Kiwamam min Aish, until the point where he has acquired sufficient to support himself. Either Rasulullah said this, O Qala Sidadam min Aish, or Rasulullah said it is permissible for him to ask until he acquires sufficient to cover his needs. Either sufficient to support himself or sufficient to cover his needs. The third person for him, for whom begging or asking will be halal, rajulun asabatu faqatun, a person who is faced with dire poverty. Circumstances put this person into a situation where he is now faced with dire, uh, dire poverty. To such an extent that three people of intelligence and standing from his community testify that definitely, without a doubt, this person has been faced with some financial difficulty which will necessitate him asking, then it will be, become permissible for him to ask from others. Here also, to the point where he acquires sufficient to support himself, or Rasulullah said where he acquires sufficient to cover his needs. Allah's Rasul then went on and addressed Qabisa radiallahu ta'ala anhu and said to him, besides these three individuals or circumstances, it will not be permissible to ask. And if a person has to ask, O Qabisa, then whatever he acquires through his asking from others will be haram, will not be permissible, and if he consumes it, he will be consuming haram. This hadith is a slightly lengthy hadith, just to reiterate, the narrator of the hadith, Abu Bishr Qabisa ibn Mukharik radiallahu ta'ala anhu, had undertaken to become an arbitrator between two disputing parties. He had taken upon himself to discharge the debt that had occurred between these two parties. He did not have the means to discharge this, so he came to Rasulullah for assistance in this regard. Allah's Rasul instructed him to sit on one side until some sadaqah could come, in other words, some wealth of zakat or charity could come by which he would assist him in order to discharge his responsibility. In the interim, Rasulullah explained to the Sahabi that there are only three instances where it will become halal and permissible in Shariat for a person to stretch his hand out and to ask from others. Three groups are referred to or three circumstances. The first is where a person bears a debt by mediating between disputing parties and agrees to pay the debt on behalf of one of them. In that instance, it will be permissible for this person to acquire assistance from others in order to discharge his responsibility which he has taken upon himself. The second circumstance Rasulullah explains is where a person has lost all his possessions, ijtahat malahu. All his possessions have been lost either sometimes in a fire, sometimes in a flood, sometimes there may have been some natural calamity or disaster. In that instance, obviously a person has lost everything. 
fire, flood, etc. Allah protect us. So now it will become permissible for him to ask, but not willy-nilly start begging from the people, go here, go there, phone this one up, phone that one up, no. It will only be permissible for him to ask so that he acquires sufficient in order to address his financial need. In other words, to stand on his two feet, just sufficient to that point only, it will be permissible for him to ask. The third circumstance which Rasulullah describes is a person suddenly afflicted by poverty. Maybe there was theft, someone stole all his money, etc. Then for such a person it will be permissible to ask there also, just to the extent of his need. However, in this third circumstance where a person is suddenly afflicted by poverty, Nabi Salaam says to such an extent that three people of intelligence and standing in his community bear witness that definitely this person is in need. Then only it will be permissible for him to ask. Now the question is, well, why is this condition being put? That three people of intelligence must bear witness that this person is definitely in financial difficulty. Then only it will be permissible. Ulama Ikram explained the reason this condition is there so that it acts as a deterrent for others in order to stop them from resorting to begging. The only time it will be permissible for you to beg is if three upstanding people bear witness that yes, some theft occurred or some problem occurred or suddenly you are very, very ill, lost your job as a result of that, now it will be permissible for you to beg or to ask from others. Three people of standing must bear witness. So this automatically acts as a deterrent for the door to begging to open upon a person. Only in these three instances will it be permissible. That also to the extent of requirement, not to go beyond that. And great warning we find in the latter part of this hadith. Rasulullah says that should a person beg. Now begging, my respected brothers, we mentioned previously, doesn't just mean stand on the street corner. It can be other ways. Make, the un- make unnecessary phone calls, become a burden on people, keep asking from people through different, different channels. Should a person beg, and he does not fall into any of these three categories, in other words, beg in the circumstance where it's not permissible for him to do so, Rasulullah said, whatever he acquires is suhat. Suhat means that which is totally haram, the consumption of which is haram, like, like pork or like liquor is haram, in the same way, wealth acquired through begging unnecessarily, Rasulullah says, is totally and completely haram. And whatever you are consuming as a result of that is haram. Like we find in the previous hadith, Nabi Sallallahu said, it is jamrun, it is the coals of Jahannam. فَلْيَسْتَقِلْ أَوْ So you may take as much as you want. Allah protect us. Like your tawfiq to make amal, subhanAllah, alhamdulillah,